This is Jacob Ewing with the AWC City Voice Podcast, where we explore the issues that impact Washington cities. During today's podcast, we're going to hear from six different mayors from around Washington on how they have used coronavirus relief fund allocations to support and benefit their communities. As a reminder, under the CARES Act passed in March, states as well as cities and counties over a certain population receive direct funding from the federal government. In Washington, Governor Inslee announced that cities and counties that did not receive a direct federal allocation would be eligible for reimbursements through the Department of Commerce. These reimbursements would cover any unbudgeted COVID-related expenses faced by a community. However, it would not cover budget shortfalls due to the pandemic. Many cities around the state moved quickly to start distributing and using funds in their communities. However, setting up programs and finding ways to use these funds proved to be difficult and at times confusing for some other cities. In July, during a webinar with the State Auditor's Office and the Department of Commerce, mayors from University Place, Bremerton, and Spokane Valley shared what programs they set up in their communities and how they were using the funds to support city operations during the pandemic. Later in August, during a webinar specifically for small cities, mayors from Chuela, Long Beach, and Pateros shared their unique experience using the funds to support residents in their small towns. Today, we will play clips from each of those mayors to give you an idea of how cities have found ways to use coronavirus relief funds in their community. To start things off, we'll hear from Mayor Dorothy Knaus from the city of Chuela. The city of Chihuahua is uh, northeastern Washington. We're a population of 2,715. We were given $82,950 in CARES funds. Uh, the council met and decided that they wanted to reserve $7,950 of that for city use, uh, and then $75,000 out to our local businesses. We adopted a plan where a business was eligible to receive up to $5,000, depending on the documentation they could give us. We formed an ad hoc committee to review the applications. Uh, We did not go through our local economic development uh, partner in Colville because we, when we looked into it, we found that we had to have all the documentation anyway, so we might as well do the work and ourselves and not pay someone else to do it. It was a little more complicated uh, than we anticipated. It sounded real easy to give out the money, uh, but when we started talking to the state auditor and looked at the treasury regulations, because this is federal money, uh, it was a bit more complicated. Uh, we used the we used the treasury guidance. We used municipal research a lot. Uh, the, our clerk treasurer, who I think is one of the best in the state, reviewed each application and made spreadsheets for the ad hoc committee to go over, uh, determining which expenses were eligible according to the regulations, and also prorating anything that that needed to be prorated. So that was very helpful to the ad hoc committee. So far, uh, we have funded uh, 21 businesses in Chihuahua. We have about $8,000 left for business use. We helped people with uh, rent payments, with mortgage payments, uh, with utilities. There was one uh, or two requests that we denied. One was uh, a hair salon who had to move from their quarters because their landlord had to move into the quarters because he was downsizing due to COVID. So in their new quarters, they needed a new foot spa for pedicures. 
after talking to municipal research, uh, we decided, the, the committee decided to uh, not allow that expenditure, although that was questionable because I think they had to buy the smaller unit because of the smaller place that they had to move into. So it really was COVID related, but it was a capital expenditure. Uh, the city for our use has just purchased one additional laptop for uh, telecommuting. We did buy cameras and microphones for all of our computers because believe it or not, they had neither. Uh, so with all the Zoom meetings and the things going on, we did that. Um, we're going to have to have our budget workshop, I think, with a Zoom meeting. So therefore, our, some of our department heads needed that capability also. In addition to that, uh, we bought the usual PPE, sanitizers, lots and lots of sanitizers, uh, masks. We actually give out masks if people come into the building without one. We offer them one, and if they if they refuse it, then we say, well, you know, then we'll meet you outside and do your business outside. But otherwise, um, we're hoping to give out the other $8,000 right quick. And so that's about what Chihuahua has done. Thank you very much. Next up is Mayor Caroline Belici of University Place. University Place is a city of just over 33,000 located in Pierce County. We were allocated approximately $992,700 worth of funding. Um, of that $992,700, we currently have approximately $392,700 that we can attribute directly to city-related expenses. Uh, we have incurred an incredible amount of IT software expenses that we were not anticipating or hadn't currently budgeted for. And these software expenses were for additional um, equipment, laptops, et cetera, that um, staff needed to, to be able to continue our day-to-day -day operations, but do it from their homes. Um, and also an, uh, additional expenses that were required to be able to continue city council business and um, do our outreach and recording of our, our council meetings. Also related to city expenses were the hazard pay, not only for our public works crew, but for our public safety officers. The other part of our COVID related expenses budget that was divided up was divided up between business and human services. But in order to understand the need in our community, um, business related and human services related city Council did instruct staff to conduct outreach to our business community, um, our human service community, et cetera, to find out what the specific needs are since um, the federal government and Small Business Administration um, already had funding out there. We were not sure how, how much funding was needed by our business community. Uh, so we conducted within a week and a half about six webinars where we invited local business leaders, um, our nonprofit representation that we had, um, our apartment community, and um, our local partners for utilities, et cetera, to understand the needs and, and programming that they had available to service our community. Once we completed those needs, uh, staff did do a report out to us and during our council meeting um, we determined that approximately 500,000 of our $992,000 would be allocated to take care of our business community needs. 
and we established the criteria that businesses would have to be located within the boundaries of University Place. They would have to be licensed with our business license and a 25% or more loss in revenue due to COVID. So we limited it to businesses with 25 or fewer employees and businesses had to be in good standing, meaning they had no outstanding violations for labor and industries, uh, Department of Revenue, et cetera. So, so with that in place, we did have um, an application process whereby um, businesses had an opportunity to submit an application within a two-week period of time. We had approximately 68 um, applications submitted resulting in approximately $385,000 worth of requests from our business community. We also allocated $100,000 to our human services division, our human services needs in our community. Any excess funding that we do not allocate towards our business or our um, nonprofit needs will more than likely go to offsetting additional business uh, city related expenses that we have not anticipated so with that that's that's all my report we'll next hear from mayor jerry phillips of long beach long beach is located in pacific county along the southwest coast of washington the town has a population of 1550 however even with the pandemic in full swing the town swells in size during the summer months uh, the city of Long Beach, uh, like all the other cities, unique because as uh, you look at trying to help people with their utility bills, one of the things we ran across was we had people that were in arrears before the, the virus even started. And so they were trying to find ways to become whole, even though it didn't really tie into the virus. Um, we also work with our uh, PACIM, our emergency management, and because so many of our cities here, four of our cities that are incorporated, uh, really don't have the staffing and ability to run uh, emergency management, we're part of them. So we also were able to use CARES money uh, through our Pacima County uh, partner here in Pacific County. And so we had grants go out. We had 145 people apply for grants and 40 of them received grants anywhere from $7,000, $4,000, $3,000, and $1,100 uh, through that grant system. And uh, in the process of doing the second grant right now. The um, other things as uh, Mayor brought up, uh, we spent population wise is how our money's divided up for CARES. And being a small populated city, we pulled $43,000 roughly in CARES funds. And again, we use that for um, upgrading our uh, Zoom capability because all of our meetings had to go to Zoom. And I, I really believe I should have a nickname Zoom because like everyone else, we've attended so many Zoom meetings that we feel like we're part of it anymore. But we had to upgrade because we didn't have the capacity the number of people that were signing in. We looked at it also for uh, expenses for uh, people that, uh, that were not able to work. And during the governor's requirement that he came out and said that uh, we had a two week period that he felt was very, uh, going to be very uh, difficult for us to get through and we really had to everyone had to stay home if any way possible during the two weeks uh, we went to essential people only so we only had one in our water plant one in our wastewater plant and because we're a destination city we had one person doing all the trash and doing the bathrooms and everything and so 
again, when you look at that, we spent uh, nearly $25,000 just in that. And then in public safety and for uh, PPE equipment and everything, city hall, the city crew, uh, police department, fire department, and everything we needed, we spent almost $15,500 in that category with our CARES money. So again, we, we've done different things. We also came out with a program where we will, um, for people that didn't qualify for a reduction in uh, water service uh, or utility service, uh, we worked with MRSC, which has been a great tool for us. And we came up with a, um, a payment plan to where they can pay back the money. Uh, one of the things that we did a few years ago was in our water billing or our utilities is that it's tied to the to the uh, owner of the property. Uh, even though the renter gets a copy, the owners all get a copy so they know what's going on because we're having so many problems with people not paying their utility bills. That's what we've pretty much done. And we've had a lot of extra expenditures being a destination. Uh, trash has just been huge for our community and, and picking that up. So it's kind of a unique situation for tourists located because everyone's still coming, even though the governor said stay at home, uh, they were still showing up. And there's and even this last weekend, we probably had close to 10,000 people in town with no events or activities going on. And that's pretty much uh, everything in a nutshell from Long Beach. Next up is a clip from Mayor Greg Wheeler of Bremerton. Bremerton is located in Kitsap County and has a population of 41,750. We, we have $1.26 million appropriated to us. And so we, we did uh, set aside $255,000 for a, a business, uh, small business assistance program. I'll go real quickly into that. We, we want to serve your zero to 15 employees. Uh, we are working with the local ADO, uh, Economic Development Organization, our local one. Uh, we are, we're gonna limit the criteria for screening. Uh, we just need to know if somebody was in business before March, if they have been, if they can prove they've been impacted by COVID. And we are gonna focus primarily on the, their lease payments. In fact, right now, that is the criteria is to focus on their um, their lease payments and whether they've fallen behind or not. Nonprofits and co-ops will also be uh, eligible to uh, receive assistance on this. And this will be for all businesses within the city limits. Um, they do need to be legally licensed and, and legally operating in the city. And the limit right now we're looking at is $5,000. The goal, again, is just to to have the highest impact but the lowest overhead. We've managed to limit our overhead. We anticipate to about $5,000 for a $255,000 appropriation towards small business. Also, as far as city government goes, what does our future look like? What future investments are we gonna need to make in technology to continue working in the virtual, virtual world? And when we do open up for our counter spaces to customer service, you know, how do we protect our employees and, and, and protect the, the public we serve? So sneeze guards and, you know, just other, uh, other types of uh, protections that might work best in, in a face-to-face -face meeting, those are being looked at too. If there's, if there's funding left over, and I believe there's going to be, I, I wanna focus on how we might help our local schools it's looking more and more, and I, I anticipate a full virtual environment 
in our school district. And all schools are different, all communities are different. We have a lower income community. I would, I would like to help in their technology investments, if purchasing hotspots and other IT investment, I think will do wonders for our, our Bremerton families. That's just a quick snapshot of how we intend on using our CARES funding. The last mayor to speak during our Small Cities webinar was Mayor Caroline Anders of Pateros. We are located, Pateros is located in north central Washington with a population of 738 and we received 20,000 in CARES funds and our local long-term recovery organizations and economic alliance had been very active in creating grants for local businesses and uh, we decided as a community and um, as our city council and government uh, decided to do something that was more community centered um, for all community members being safer. So we decided to, um, well, first our, our tourism and travel uh, around summer events in Pateras is a huge part of our economy <laughs> and our parks uh, create a lot of business that comes through, particularly through Canada. We're on the I-5 or on the uh, 97 corridor there on the scenic route. Um, and so that's a north-south uh, highway 97 route. And so we have a lot of folks coming through town and believe it or not, all those West Coast folks like to come over here on vacation in sunny Eastern Washington. And uh, so we were getting, inundated with people coming over here to uh, to take their camping time, their uh, outside time in our area. So uh, what we decided to do was to think in terms of uh, our, our food facilities being outside and being able to accommodate those tourism folks. Uh, again, I said we have a huge amount of parks, so we're right on the confluence of the Columbia River and the Methow River. And so we designed a, a kind of a program to try and enhance those outdoor options um, while doing it safely. What we decided to do was to purchase chairs and tables for outside dining that would be spread out uh, throughout the area to, um, to be much safer. So we ordered 30 tables and Eight, uh, 80 chairs to accommodate uh, those. We have four food vendor uh, uh, servers along that, that mall there. So one of the things that we did was to, to change an ordinance to allow a temporary use that extended uh, a business out into the farther into the mall. And then we also approved a permanent use uh, that would be in normal times we incorporated kind of a vision forward uh, with that ordinance change and um, supported businesses on how to be able to do this and created a policy around that. And then we also focused uh, you and we discussed ways uh, our events like the Apple Pie Jamboree, which is a huge uh, event for us, which all events of course were canceled this year. So. Uh, but we wanted to try and figure out some ways to accommodate COVID in the future, uh, utilizing some of the new chairs, tables, and so on. So 
So yeah, basically uh, it's kind of a unique way of using kind of a small amount of funds to uh, to improve all of Patera. So people all come and congregate down in that lower, in the Patera Mall around that stage area for hanging out for lunch and, and different things. The post office is located there, the library is located there. So anyway, that's what we did with our funds. Our last clip for today comes from Mayor Benwick of Spokane Valley. Spokane Valley is located in Spokane County and has a population of 97,490. So we actually received an allocation of 2.9 million from the state um, for our CARES funding, but our county got a significant amount. So our county was actually one of the larger counties. So they got a direct entitlement from the federal government. So they got about 90 million. So we spent uh, a good chunk of our, our beginning time trying to understand what the county was going to do with their dollars, which direction were they going to go, because they got uh, a lot more dollars than what we did. And so as they try to develop their process, um, we we're trying to stay in tune very much with the county with where they were going. And so we, we sat down with our Spokane Neighborhood Action Partners, or SNAP, uh, which is a large player in rental and mortgage assistance, as well as utility assistance, kind of had them kind of say, are they getting funding? What are the, what are they seeing? We had the Spokane Housing Authority kind of come through, who's also another major player in rental assistance, to try and say what are they getting dollars? What are they what are they seeing? Where do you think the need is? Um, we had our local food bank, which is uh, Spokane Valley Partners, a little nonprofit, and they are the largest food bank in the Spokane Valley. Um, so we heard from them on, on how some of their programs are potentially getting impacted, what, where they see the demand for food is. We are uh, very much a contract city, so we don't have a uh, kind of human services department as far as the city goes. So we weren't in tune to a lot of these different areas, so we're going to rely on our partners a lot for this. Kind of moving on from human services a little bit, we also wanted to do something for, for business grants. Um, Working with the ADO in our chamber and our Spokane Valley Chamber, um, the county, all the chambers in our area, our community had actually gotten together to make a pitch for the county's CARES dollars. And so our county was doing a $10 million uh, business grant program. And we didn't really want to reinvent the wheel. So we're trying to have communications with them and what their application looks like and things of that nature for, for grants for businesses and nonprofits. Uh, utility assistance was one area that we we found didn't have a whole lot of other outside programs coming to it so we put that on our list and then also we did communicate with our school districts we had them kind of come together um, we we've sat down with all three of our school districts inside of our city limits and they had received other dollars for kind of their virtual learning and things of that nature but they saw this this pending need out there of okay if we do get to be able to come back in in uh, in physical contact or physically within our schools. There may be a need for plexiglass or some sort of shielding inside the classrooms to do social distancing in there. And so they kind of asked us for about uh, about $130,000 for plexiglass and things of that nature. We put in about, we ultimately combined mortgage and rental assistance because we weren't sure how much mortgage assistance or if the need was more rental versus mortgage. Um, so we combined those two programs together and allocated about $734,000 towards that program. We put about $260,000 into a utility assistance program. 
um, food security uh, and or delivery. We put about 236,000 into that. Small business grants, we put about 830,000. When you use averages, it gets down to the dollar, but I'm just kind of rounding it to the nearest thousand for everybody. Uh, phase four slash hospitality, we set aside about 75,000 to figure out how we could help that category of business community. Nonprofits, uh, we recognize that they didn't get their, their main fundraisers either, because those are typically large gatherings that happen. So we put about 400,000 or 411,000 for small business or nonprofit grants, and then the 135,000 for school districts. And what we did is now that we've kind of identified that category and those dollar amounts uh, via consensus we council, our staff has gone out to try and negotiate with who's already in these different arenas, who's already doing mortgage rental assistance, utility assistance, food security, all the different categories, who's already doing it. So that way we don't have to establish a new program, but just reinforce or get more dollars into the programs already out there in our community. And so they're bringing back those contracts with us to, to get those going as soon as we can. I want to give a big thank you to the mayors who took time to participate during these two webinars. They provided unique insights and helpful information for our city leaders. Thank you for listening today. You can find links to both of the webinars in the show notes or by visiting wacities.org. Both webinars include additional information from the State Auditor's Office and the Department of Commerce. Today's webinar does not represent legal advice. Any decision made on how to allocate federal funds should be reviewed by your city's legal counsel. The AWC City Voice podcast is a production of AWC, where our mission is to serve our members through advocacy, education, and services. Please note that audio clips from today's podcast were edited for length and clarity.